that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I was Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. What outtakes? Welcome to Good Luck America, everybody. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I'm your other host, Chet Wild. This is a politics and news podcast. A news and politics podcast. Or is it both? It's recorded on January 18th, so God knows... If our government is currently shut down still or not, but that was probably is. Uh, that's the longest shutdown in U.S. government history, and today we'll be talking about the second longest the shutdown. The second longest shutdown in government history. The 1995-96 government shutdown. Actually, a pretty entertaining shutdown, if I do say so myself. We got some uh, some interesting co-stars in this movie. There's some co-stars, there's some twists, there's got some turns. Bill Slick Willie Clinton. There's a, a sad Hollywood ending. Newt Gingrich. Newt. A man named Newt rose to political power. Real piece of shit. Real fucking piece of work, that guy. Hey, before we dive into this, did you ever end up seeing Vice? I did, and I, I really, really hate the fact that we're calling Vice a comedy. Oh, it's not. It's a horror movie. The only funny parts were when Dick Cheney had heart attacks. <laughs> like, that part was always, that made me chuckle so much. And other than that, like, that's, it's a fine movie, but I don't... Well, is it classified as a comedy, or it's just oh, because it's, it's abso- Adam McKay? No, it's absolutely... Like, go look up best comedy of 2018 lists. You'll see Vice on it. It's absolutely called a comedy. I did like that Christian Bale at whatever award show thanked the devil for inspiration. He should, because fucking Dick Cheney was a war criminal yeah. who should be tried in an international court. There was one funny non-hard attack moment at the very end, like after the credits, when they cut back to the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the focus group, where the guy's like, oh, just a bunch of libtards feeding worries, like... Just because I'm saying facts isn't because I'm liberal. That whole that whole exchange was. I don't funny. think I stuck around for yeah. the stuff to kind of like that. Didn't feel like a post credit scene movie to me. I don't need them to. I know what happens next in that cinematic universe. Did you stick for the part where uh, Christian Bale's Cheney turns to the camera and he's like, "I know you think I'm a bad guy." Yeah. Okay. And I do think he's a bad guy. He is a bad guy. I think Dick Cheney's a piece of shit. Still alive, by the way. I know, which is a fucking travesty. But here we are. With someone else's ticker. And now we're we're making movies and acting like, oh, wasn't that a jolly time when we murdered innocent civilians in Iraq because 9-11 gave us the opportunity to do it? Fuck Dick Cheney. I'd recommend going to see the movie, though. It's not funny. You know what? Steal the movie. Download yeah. that shit online. Like, I get Adam McKay's fine, but fuck, like... <laughs> I just don't like glorifying that period in American history whatsoever and trying to make it like this. Can you believe this guy was so evil? Yeah, he was. And it's not, I don't find it, I don't find his evil charming. I don't think what Dick Cheney did to this country is worth applause. He was, Christian Bale was right to call that motherfucker Satan. But yeah, I saw it. Yeah. And if you need to, you need to change your heart, watch the Coming of Age uh, three season series on Amazon. Red Oaks. Good show, Adam. Give it a try. Uh, I will not. 
Paul Reiser. What the fuck does Paul Reiser have to come of age over? He's fucking a million years old. How is that a coming of age tale? <laughs> He's not the coming of age person in the show. Oh, okay. Is it you? No. Yeah, maybe. it is. It's technically you. There were multiple people in that show that I like came up with doing stand-up, and I'm like, oh, they their careers went better. Yeah, they're on Red Oaks now. So let's talk about the shutdown. 1995, 1996. What were you doing then? I was living in Madison, Wisconsin, listening to a lot of Tupac. This was around the time Tupac died. He died in 96. Uh... That was that was the world. There was a lot of fucking third eye blind and similar trash on the radio. Yeah, that was more like ninety seven, ninety eight. Are you sure? I don't know. There yeah, was... for those because that's that's when I started listening to them. And the fastball's like ninety eight. Well, we were transitioning out of the grunge era and into Chet's glory days of nineties. I was in fifth and sixth grade. So Hootie and the Blowfish was probably uh, probably in the mix. Oasis. My parents listened to a lot of country music. I listened to the Tractors. Remember uh, them? Oasis was huge in '95. That's uh, around the time "What's the Story" "Morning Glory" came out. So yeah, it was a good time. We were we were still respecting Oasis. AOL like they deserve starting to be a thing. Just barely. So there was a shutdown in. 1995 that carried on into 96 and we're just gonna run through the details there and i think you'll find that it's very similar to what's happening now the argument is about a different thing but it all comes down to money and image pretty much on both sides at the time it was heightened and in hindsight it seems tame by comparison in terms of oh yeah temper tantrums and pissing and So just some of the background, when the fiscal year ended on September 30th, 1995, the president, Bill Clinton at the time, and Congress, controlled by Republicans at the time, had not passed a budget. And the fight was over spending. Newt Gingrich, basically Republicans at that time, their whole thing was cut government spending. And Newt Gingrich was kind of the leader of that argument on the Republican side. Meanwhile, Bill Clinton was the president who was for education and the environment and Medicare and public health. And that's what he was positioning himself as. So cutting government spending kind of flies in the face of that because funding programs like that takes money. And that was pretty much, it was just a disagreement over the federal budget is what shut down the government in 1995. Clinton refused to cut the budget the way Republicans wanted. In response, Republicans threatened to refuse to raise the debt limit, which would have caused the Treasury to suspend funding other portions of the government to avoid putting the country in default. And one of the sticking points for Clinton, Republican amendments to the budget would have limited appeals by death row inmates, made it harder to issue health, safety, and environmental regulations, if you can believe that, and would have committed Clinton to a seven-year budget plan. So the details aren't as exciting now as this is not this time. Nothing around. for me to get riled up over here. Yeah, it's just it's it it's just really basic balancing the budget type of stuff. So in that way, the ninety-five ninety-six shutdown was not nearly as flashy, but it still impacted a lot of people. It carried on for. A long time. Like, I was so disinvolved with the government at this point in my life. Like, I just did not fought. Like, I voted. I voted for Clinton when he ran the first time and the second time. Like, I at least did my part in that way. But I barely remember this 
government shutdown, mostly because I would have, you asked what I was doing at this time, I was fleeing a house fire. My house had burned down in Peoria in like right around Thanksgiving in 1995. And the only place I had to go to live was my mom's place in Wisconsin. So I was relocating when all of this happened. So I don't remember it that well. And look at you now. You got two places. Don't we don't have to bring up my oh. fucking personal oh, life sorry. on the podcast, <laughs> I was man? Just funny to no, it's not. It's fine. At it. So so yeah, I don't I don't remember. I was old enough to remember it, but I just wasn't that. The government shutdown was not on my radar at the time, but. Had it been, I'm sure I would have remembered all the news reports about how much of a fiasco it was. All I remember is Oasis being on the radio and me not liking it. Uh, because they're a good band? Sure. Yeah, that's why. Because they don't have an American white male singing lead vocals. You're very... Street Dive's my favorite band, and they have a female lead. Oh, okay, yeah. You have one woman friend. I get it. <laughs> Classic argument. Classic argument of the bigot. How could oh! I be a misogynist? When I listen to this band that has a female lead singer. They just announced a summer tour with the Avett Brothers. They're going to be in L.A., Santa Barbara, and San Diego in August. Very nice. Bikini Kill is going to be in L.A. in April, and they're only doing three shows across the country. And I'm going to try and get tickets to that L.A. show. Uh, so, yeah, the this first shutdown, it's not not nearly as flashy in terms of what they're arguing over but cable news programming would do reruns at the time they didn't have to fill 24 hours so things weren't being dramatized as much either yeah we weren't we're uh, like fox news i think existed by then fox news has been around for a long time but there wasn't twitter there wasn't facebook debates right it wasn't it wasn't nearly what it was had the fairness doctrine been removed by this point i think it was i think that maybe even happened under reagan but that's a different episode so clinton vetoed a second bill that would have kept the government open at least a little longer on the grounds that republicans added wording that would have not only raised medicare premiums but also canceled an upcoming scheduled decrease in premiums and when i say raise and increase premiums we're talking about at the time i think they were 46 dollars a month and republicans wanted to raise it to 52 Clinton wanted to reduce it to 42, and for that, we shut down the government. That's crazy. A $5 swing in either direction was one of the sticking points in putting 800,000 people out of work. That is nuts. Yeah. So, like I said, this one gets more interesting. It's not the, the, the wall isn't involved in that. It's that, more a matter of principle here. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that Medicare increase-decrease thing blows my mind. That That was such... A big part of this. It was mostly that and balancing the budget. And so Clinton, like I said at the time, was, you know, he was the public services guy. So, like, he was the one that was going to bring access to health care to people who couldn't necessarily afford it before. So, cave- All good things. So, caving to a $5 premium increase when he'd been promising a decrease, it's too much. We got to shut it down. In this shutdown, the president was trying to provide goods and services to people that benefit the country. Right. And then the shutdown. And if you're maybe still on the fence about this and you're like, oh, Clinton was being paid. Or on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) If If you're still, if you find yourself thinking, oh, that was just Bill Clinton being petty. 
wait till we get to the end of this. We'll there's call Peggy Cash. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it was the joke. Because okay. Peggy Cash it was a dad joke. So Clinton he vetoed the second bill, and like I said, that we're see that's one of the parallels to what we're seeing right now, where that makes it seem like oh Clinton's just being stubborn, but not necessarily. That that's going to happen in any government shutdown where the other side is going to keep presenting bills to say, let's reopen the government, and the side that shut it down is going to be like, nah, because we still haven't really agreed on anything. And that was definitely a characteristic of this shutdown also. Meanwhile, Republicans were running on cutting government spending and less welfare and whatnot, so caving to Clinton's demands for more money, for more social programs, would have been a bad look for them. And this shutdown actually happened in two parts. There hadn't been a new budget approved. So technically on October 1st, which is when fiscal years start, in case anyone was unfamiliar with that. Yeah, if you don't have a budget, should shut down. But sometimes they extend it. Right. And so the government should have shut down October 1st, but there was a continuing resolution, which is another thing that there have been continuing resolutions, uh, I think in some cases passed in regards to this shutdown, but definitely proposed. And... That's just sort of a stopgap thing that says, all right, we'll keep the government open a little bit longer while we talk about this. And this continuing resolution authorized interim funding for departments until new budgets were approved. And that kept the government open until November 13th. On the day of November 13th, 1995, Republican and Democratic leaders, including Vice President Al Gore. Good guy. Dick Army. Funny name. (laughs) Dick Army and Bob Dole. Kind of a piece of shit. Huge piece of shit. They met to try and resolve this budget crisis, and they did not. Which, again, very similar to what's happening now. We've had at least one meeting that Trump has stormed out of with congressional Democratic leaders. Are you going to give me exactly what I want? Then there's no point in this. Right. Democrats refuse to negotiate, and by that I mean they won't give me exactly what I want. I gotta go buy McDonald's and Wendy's with my own money. There were Whoppers there. There's only one thing I relate to Trump. It's buying way too much food for a party, so you can eat it all by yourself after everyone leaves. That was a lot of burgers. That was stacks and stacks and stacks. Cold McDonald's. Mmm, delish. So, on November 14th, major portions of the federal government suspended operations and that lasted for five days not that long november 14th november 19th and i imagine if it's that short you're probably like it's there's going to be a little hit because your next paycheck is going to be short or won't arrive but then the paycheck after that you're going to have five extra days on it if you're paid monthly like it didn't even affect you yeah yeah that also so not too bad 11 14 to 11 19 we're doing all right But then there's the second shutdown. It ended after Congress enacted a temporary spending bill. The first shutdown did, the one from 1114 to 1119. Congress enacted a temporary spending bill, but they didn't address the conflict happening between Clinton and Newt Gingrich or how either side giving in was going to make them look. None of that got brought up. So the second half of the shutdown started December 16th, 1995, and ended on January 6, 1996. That is 21 days long enough to make it the lengthiest government shutdown in history up to that point. Caused the furlough of about 800,000 workers 
for the eleven fourteen to eleven nineteen one. Second, about two hundred eighty four thousand. That so, is still a lot of people. That is a whole lot of people in both cases, and both times happened in the winter. That part sucks, and that will be a a key component of this. Yeah, we won't spoil it as we move on, but also possibly another parallel because if the there is a gigantic storm heading to okay, the, we'll spoil it. The East Coast right now, and yeah, we open up government, but then we get snowed in. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, we're spoiling it a little little bit, but that's how this ends. Weather disasters. So let's talk about some of the impacts of this shutdown. There's a 2010 Congressional Research Service report that summarized some of the impacts, touched all sectors of the economy. One of them. The naughty part. Even the nuts. Show us where the shutdown touched you on this dial. Probably the disease control and prevention. Yeah. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention stopped disease surveillance, which that's not unlike what we're seeing right now with the FDA and uh, the Agriculture Department, where they're like, eh, we're not going to inspect all the food. As well as Noah and not knowing like what the fuck right. the temperature has been. But the food thing really is unsettling, because even with them in place, all the time people are dying from salads these days because the Trump administration removed all these regulations on farms. Hey, let's and be honest, Trump doesn't give a fuck about salad. He doesn't give a fuck about people, is what he really doesn't give a fuck about. And if... A few people die because we can't inspect food. It's fine. It's collateral damage. It's the libtard's fault. Right. Democrats should build that wall and people won't die. And so I wonder if this is how, is the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention not monitoring diseases right now? I have no idea who has crabs right now. Yeah. But it also there's like there's so much like it's flu season and we kind of need them to let us know when that strain of flu that's going to kill us all is headed our way. So we can hit up the local Walgies, short yeah. for Walgreens. You're just a vaxxer. I am a vaxxer. <laughs> I haven't gotten a flu shot this year, though. I did. I feel like I need. I should just go to Walgreens and get one. I do my physical in October and then just get it taken care of. Then. Yeah. Yeah, I have insurance that is actually good now because if I'm going to, my premium went up by $326. So you better get that flu shot. So I got. Get the good kind, too, not the ineffective one. There was a certain percentage of flu shots that were just like, ah, we didn't do it right. I'm going to just pick one up at the dollar store, a flu shot. You should pick up a couple of them. Yeah, I'll sell them on eBay. So the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, who knows if that's shut down right now, but it definitely was in 95 and 96. Who's tracking all the opioid deaths? I'm surprised they're even allowed to. They can't research gun deaths. I'm surprised we let them research opioid deaths. Uh, new clinical research patients were not accepted at the National Institutes of Health. So if you needed some really high-level doctoring... Don't get sick fuck during you, the shutdown. Kid. Fuck you. Fuck you. Toxic waste cleanup at 609 sites <laughs> was halted. <laughs> Six. It's like the sex position with, oh, a, with a zero in There's between. an ottoman between you. It's like uh, they're doing it through a sheet. <laughs> a round sheet. Yeah. To, uh, oval couple, sheet. couple mouth holes. <laughs> <laughs> mouth holes. 368 National Park sites closed. So there if there was, was that, one more. That would be funnier if there was one more. But that's wor- that's a difference. We we talked last week at near the end of the Just episode. Just close the parks down, lock them up. Yeah. And then... But they're not. They're letting them stay open with very limited crews who don't have the resources to monitor things effectively. 
So our national parks are getting torn the fuck up by marauders right now. When we could just, it's the winter, just shut them the fuck down. What do you need to go to a national park in the winter for? Fucking murder somebody? I mean, I Did you? I went to some Did state ya? parks this last weekend and they're nice. Did you murder somebody? I went to the Los Lobos uh, State Nature Preserve. Los Lobos? Pretty nice. The Wolves? The band plays there. I was in a fantasy football league once and I, I called my team Los Lobos of Death Metal. I was in a fantasy football league with the Young Pops listeners, and my team was Fuck Columbus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't fuck with fantasy football anymore. I've already told you that. But there was a time. Hey, another thing that got shut down by by the 95-96 government shutdown, 200,000 passport applications left unprocessed. So if you had a trip planned, and who would? Who Who wants to leave the country when it's falling apart? Yeah, and who wants to leave the country in the winter? Like, you really want to buckle down and stay in that fucking freezing cold as opposed to maybe going somewhere for the holidays to get to get out of the, all that. Couldn't do it. Unless you already had a passport. If you needed to apply for a passport in that window in 95, 96. Tough titties. Tough titty, People said the kitty. Tough titty anymore. You know what my mom used to say? Tough titty, said the kitty, when the milk went dry. Because there's no more and milk. Did she... So it dried up. She Did used to she also slam say it, poetry. You? She also used to say it was colder than a witch's tit in a brass bra. I've never heard the brass bra part. That would make it much colder. Brass conducts cold to the tit. Yeah, I saw that on a Bill Nye you episode. You just ruined Moscow mules for me. Why you don't like titties? They're not witches' tits. Oh, that's a good point. You They're need cold. One, you need one to make a Moscow mule. Twenty thousand to thirty thousand foreign visa applications went unprocessed. Oh, well, Trump each would day. love that shit right now. Yeah, I'm sure that that was probably already happening before any of this shit started (laughs) airline and tourism industries lost millions because remember it was winter a lot of people try to get the fuck out of dodge when it gets super cold and go somewhere warm maybe they come to california maybe you came to california the last two weeks to escape the cold weather where you were sorry you you fucked up hope you like rain and mudslides it was a nightmare this is the first sunny day there's been in weeks yeah, I went up the coast up to Monterey and then drove down the PCH through Big Sur and all that last weekend and mostly rained the entire time. Yeah, sucks. But we're doing better now, don't worry, rest of the country. Uh, the military still got pay and benefits. That's different. from the, This is one of the first times a government shutdown has caused active service members to not be paid, I believe. Or was it, I, I think it was the Coast Guard? Yeah, it couldn't be too much of the active service because it would be a lot higher than 800000 Right, but... Yeah, I think it's the Coast Guard. Yeah, so... But hey, drugs from the southern border aren't coming in by yeah. boats. Yeah, there's no drugs coming in. People are just walking them across where there would be a wall. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's got to be so much easier than hiding them in a fucking storage unit full of tennis balls and sending them through a legal port of entry. Like, as depicted on The Wire, you can get prostitutes in that way if you want. The world is your oyster. You can put anything in a tennis ball. Anything? Prostitutes, apparently. No, the two different <laughs> two different threads. <laughs> so Republicans, and Newt Gingrich especially, did claim that there were some positive benefits to the 95-96 shutdown. There was a balanced budget deal signed in 1997. Four consecutive balanced budgets for the first time since the 1920s. And he partly credited the shutdown with the first re-election of a Republican majority since 1928. What does that tell you about Republican majorities and when they take power? 
that it took that fucking long for one to get reelected after being the majority. Uh, they usually fuck things up and people realize, oh, we made a mistake. We have made a huge... Just repeating history by the bullshit. Yeah. And as it turns out, the people were a little less enthusiastic about the Republicans during the shutdown. A 1995... And... One thing I wonder, is this bad news for Democrats now? Because, I don't know, there's... Well, it's, they have the House. People, you know, Trump... Yeah, it's... it's like, well, Trump's are in power. I wonder how long it's going to take for moderate types, especially moderate Democrat voter types, to start kind of turning on Democrats and being like, just give them the money for the wall. Well, oh, riddle me this, Batman. As Pelosi pointed out with her meeting with Trump where he got into it with her and Schumer, why didn't he pass all this stuff when he had both the House and Senate? Right. That's Like, am I missing something? Or did he wait specifically for one of those Dems so he could stir up more hate? Right. And not get kicked out of office. No. Do you have an answer? Like, why didn't he do it when the House? I don't have. Why would I have an answer? I don't know. I don't know. You know shit. Well, I mean, there is that. That rumor or conspiracy theory that he shut down the government to keep Republicans from kicking him out of office before Democrats took over. And now he has to just be like, well, shut down. I'm going to stick to my guns. Uh, I think Trump is scared right now. I would be if I was Donald Trump. And I don't know. I feel like this shutdown does in some ways kind of calm his nerves about the possibility of being impeached, maybe. And it was a distraction, I guess. And and there was talks of him declaring a national emergency, but that seemed to have fallen by the wayside. But that's still a real, very real possibility. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good that it's not good, but it's really interesting that all it really takes for Trump to get a significant amount of attention off his stance on funding the border wall is for him to spell something wrong in a tweet. And then we're all like, hamburger! <laughs> It's yeah. like, shut the fuck up. I don't care if somebody has a typo in a tweet. We have bigger fish to fry. Otherwise, we'd all be talking about his hair still. Yeah. It's not, like, Imagine you're that big of a fuck up that people don't even bother with shitting on your hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking sad. Uh, but I wonder if this is bad news for Democrats now and if this is going to kind of be how it's, it's portrayed eventually, where Democrats just seem like the stubborn ones who refuse to negotiate. But- a 90, 1995 ABC News poll showed that Republicans received the brunt of the blame for the shutdown with 46% of respondents blaming them compared to Clinton's 27%. Clinton's Gallup approval rating was 50 per, 51% in the early days of the December shutdown, fell to 42% the longer the shutdown carried on, but then rose to their highest level since his election once the shutdown ended. I think you meant erection. What? Because he's the oh sex God. president. Ah. Uh, I write a lot of good jokes for this show. Did you see, speaking of that, someone tweeted that no president has been hated more by the opposition than Donald Trump. And someone replied and said, JFK got shot in the face. That is a higher level of hatred, in my opinion. But do you think the Democrats were truly behind that? Or Republicans? Um... Well, my favorite theory is that the Secret Service shot him on accident, but... Who were they trying to shoot? You've never heard... Like, there's a really good documentary called The Smoking Gun on Netflix. It's about the, the assassination of JFK. Yeah, in 30 seconds or less, I guess. Film you. The, the theory is that the Secret Service agent heard Lee Harvey Oswald fire two shots, 
and stood up with a rifle to start looking around to see who he needed to shoot. And when he stood up, the car he was in accelerated and he fell backwards and shot on accident and fucking hit Kennedy in the head. And the guy who came up with that theory, there are, there are all these people who point to this uh, experiment CBS did in, I think, 67, where they were trying to see if someone could replicate Lee Harvey Oswald getting those three shots off. And they brought in something like 15, like they brought in snipers, ballistics ex- experts, all these different people. One guy was able to get those three shots off. And he was so convinced that Lee Harvey Oswald wouldn't have been able to do it. He spent like the next 20 years of his life just looking into the ballistics evidence in the JFK assassination. And there's basically, if you watch the video, there's two different kinds of bullets that hit him. There's one that goes straight through and there's one that like explodes his head. And so the one that went straight through, he could have potentially survived. Not going through your head, no. No, the first one. That the first one he was hit, not the gun through the head one. The one that exploded his head. Did there both was... hit his head? Yeah, he got hit in the head twice. But is the idea that the first shot came from Oswald? The first shot. Lee Harvey Oswald was there and shooting, and was probably the only person there shooting. And this Secret Service agent was responding to that and accidentally fired a shot that hit Kennedy. What I love about that theory is it makes everyone right. Yes, Lee Harvey Oswald was acting as a lone wolf. Yes, the government covered something up. It's just not what you think they covered up. And why wouldn't, like, of course the government would, like, the government yeah, you're was- you're never gonna- The government was dosing motherfuckers with LSD just to see what happened back in those days. They're definitely capable of pulling off a cover-up about a Secret Service agent accidentally- killing jfk and whether there was someone behind lee harvey oswald and paying him to possibly kill kennedy that's an entire different story i wouldn't be surprised if it was the cia because that was that was one of the first things kennedy campaigned on was that we need to like yeah we need to take down the mob but we also need to fucking look into the cia they are really acting up inside our borders when they shouldn't be and there are suggestions that the cia killed him or at least had set him up to kill him. I'm not going to say anything with that van sitting outside your building. American city pest control. <laughs> I'm on to you. So this is, here comes a, a turn in this, in the back to the government An shutdown. Pouty mini temper tantrum. And I feel like it's going to, there's going to be a moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment. Sing that the My Two Dads thing. Kelly Clarkson's first single, the one she released right after. Not a great song. She really hit her stride on her second album. But I remember a moment like this, and I feel like it's going to take one something like this to turn the tide in this shutdown, where one side or the other will be like, fine, I look like or, an asshole now. Or all Sorry. takes is one, uh, I hope this doesn't happen, but like one person across the border illegally and like shoot some Americans. Oh, up we are one nine eleven away from being in absolute fucking dystopia. If there's a terrorist attack in this country and that motherfucker, if we find out they came across the southern border, we're done. Like, this country is fucking, we will be communist fucking Russia. It will be such a fucking nightmare. And Putin will be like, no, I'm communist Russia. Yeah, he's not a communist. Putin's not a communist. So let's talk about the single most avoidable mistake. This is the moment that really turned things against Republicans. In the midst of this shutdown, Newt Gingrich is at a Christian Science Monitor breakfast, which is just a publication. 
Uh, and he's taking questions from a guy named Lars Eric Nelson. Did you meet him in Oslo? L-E-N. L-E-N? Oh, Lars yeah. Eric Nelson. I call him when. Okay. At one point... We had some Waffel in the Brunost. You are so proud of being able to say that, aren't you? It's the only thing... This is my favorite thing to eat. Okay. Cool. So, at one point, Gingrich complains about how, during a flight to and from Yitzhak Rabin's funeral in Israel, Clinton refused to talk about the budget... And when the plane landed, Gingrich was asked to exit through the rear door, which you're lucky they waited to land before you had to exit <laughs> through the rear door, you fucking monster. And the pers- I first read that, I'm like, wait, was Clinton getting a blowy up front? Pro- Why would you think that? Oh, no. Because it's still the 90s and those are the Clinton jokes yep. we're doing? Yep. Very good. How about that Monica Lewinsky? Am I right, Chet? Remember when she went on the Tom Green show? Man, that was funny. I don't. Tom Green, like... Tom Green was the first one to really like put her in the spotlight after all that. In a good way or a bad way? It was like making handbags with her. Oh, yeah. I think I do remember that. Man, the original Tom Green show was so fucking good. It was. Yeah. I like Tom Green a lot. So after Newt Gingrich gives this interview, it makes the rounds in the media. And the perception people came away with was that basically Newt Gingrich's feelings were hurt. Because Bill Clinton wouldn't talk to him about the budget on a trip to... A funeral a for a man funeral. who's not just a funeral, but a funeral for a man who's just been assassinated. Yitzhak Rabin was fucking assassinated. And Newt Gingrich on that solemn ass flight wants to chit chat about the budget. Bill Clinton said no, didn't want a photo op with them leaving the plane together. So Newt Gingrich is all his feelings are hurt. That was the perception people got. And for that, there's probably some truth to it, too. Yeah, there probably is, because that the funeral happened on November 6th, so it was just like a week before the first shutdown happens. So people retroactively find out about this, and they're like, you fucking baby. Like, that's why the government shut down, because you didn't get talked to on the plane. And there is a famous editorial published in the Daily News. Let me find it so Chet can look at it. Look at it and see it. Put it away, Adam. Feel it. Put it away. I didn't put a link in the notes. There it is. Daily News. The headline says, cry, baby. Oh, my God. That you could, if it didn't say Newt tantrum, if it said Trump's yes. tantrum, the picture is interchangeable. Yeah. If that you, drawing doubles. That's spot on. If you, one easy way to find the picture we're talking about, we'll link to it, but also on there's a Wikipedia page for the 95-96 government shutdown. And this picture of Newt Gingrich, and you're right, it does, his his hair is a little fuller than Trump's would be in that cartoon. But in the face and tits. everything else, yeah, he's got, he's, got some, he's got some honkers. And it says, crybaby, Newt's tantrum. He closed down the government because Clinton made him sit at the back of the plane. So careful what you say in your interviews, Democrats. You're, you, you don't want... You don't want something like this to happen. And uh, let's get back to the. So everyone jumps on Newt Gingrich over this and starts claiming he just had his feelings hurt. And that's why the government shut down. And it damaged Newt Gingrich politically and damaged the Republicans' cause or their argument or their side in this argument. He later referred to his comments as, this is a quote, the single most avoidable mistake as during his time as Speaker of the House. Which, yeah, probably. That was... Fucking idiot. That was like, why would you even... I feel like he said it because his feelings were hurt. hurt. In the moment. And you realized, oh yeah, let my emotions get the best. Yeah, imagine that. 
what is he, a woman? Because that's why we can't have a woman president. Adam, I don't, I don't. President Pelosi is a reasonable possibility. Oh, yeah. We'll have a woman president soon. I, I don't hope. Think, I don't think Pelosi will unite the country. Like, don't get me wrong. I would support that if that was the case, like impeachment, President Pelosi. But that, you're just going to have, you're getting towards Civil War territory. I'm just like, man, what But will... here's the thing. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. That's what it takes, yeah. Like, we can, we're not going to let Trump run the government for the rest of our lives. So if he gets kicked out of office and these fucking gun-toting rednecks get mad, get mad. Like what? We'll fucking do some fucked up shit with guns that make it so we finally have to make some more uh, sensible gun laws in this country. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll just have to fight it out. That's that's what happens when there's a tyrant in office. Sometimes things go ugly. So speaking of which, before we get into the big closer here, uh, it's been two weeks since we last recorded. Any new thoughts on the Democrat runners and who you think? uh... Well, we didn't mention Tulsi Gabbard on that episode and i did bring her up on the solo podcast that went up that same day uh which one she fuck her she is um there were only the two people who announced i think it was julian is it julian castro yeah and tulsi gabbard she was the other person who said Uh, she was running didn't uh the uh junior senator from new york announced who was that Kristen gilbrand oh yeah but so did Tulsi Gabbard. Okay. And Tulsi Gabbard, she's seen as this super progressive type right now. But in the early 2000s, she ran on like really vehement hatred of homosexuals. She worked with her dad's organization that was against gay marriage. You know, teach art classes with uh, Pence's. Yeah. Uh, it, they supported conversion therapy. And she's also a supporter of and gets a lot of her support in the United States from Hindu nationalists. And if you go to India right now, they they're the leader in India, he's the prime minister's name's Narendra Modi. He's Trump. Like he hates Muslims when people uh get riled up by what he says and occasionally go out and murder Muslims. He's like, "Eh, you know, what are you going to do? We are like he is a Hindu nationalist." And her support for that is not good because that's like you like that's that's what is it the first or second person that announces presidency that actually gets the nomination. Those are the people who are like better announce now. Yeah, she's so definitely I'm a news story because not, no one's going to care later. She's not going to get the nomination. I haven't looked into the other people who've announced since then, but let's close this episode out. Close strong. God punishes Washington, D.C. God is an angry God. For shutting down the government. This, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but the saddest part of this whole thing, the shutdown finally ends on January 6th, which I looked it up. That was a Saturday. So it's Saturday. The government shutdown has ended. Maybe you want to go out, hit the town, do some celebrating, let off some steam. You know, things are finally going to be all right. Fuck you. Fuck you. If you're on the East Coast, because at on the exact same day the government shutdown ended, the East Coast was hit with two gigantic snowstorms right back to back. Bam. And the the second of those storms, especially like it hit all up and down the East Coast, but we'll just focus on what happened in Washington, D.C. On the 6th, they get this huge storm and all the forecasts are that, all right, it's going to last into tomorrow. And then it'll stop. Just kidding. Nope. It lasted into the next day. Just pause over your city and God's going to laugh. No. 
no, it stopped. It moved on, but then a second one uh. came along right behind it. That second storm remains one of only two snowstorms to receive the top rating of five or extreme on the Northeast Snowfall Impact Scale. So a historic snowstorm hits the night before people have to go back to work, which is the worst. Going to work in a catastrophic snowstorm. You wake up, you got to start your car earlier, you got to brush it off, you got to shovel your driveway. You got to hope you don't die driving to work. Hopefully you don't hit one of your ex-girlfriends. Yeah, exactly. Was she your ex-girlfriend? Nah, now, see, date. I feel like you were following her around a little nah, bit. Just... And isn't that from last week's episode? Or the outtakes. I don't know Call where you put back. it. Anyway, so the weekend the shutdown ends, DC, the heart of the goddamn government, they get what ends up being 15 to 25 inches of snow just in time for people to have to go back to work. And it was the same story in places like Virginia, Maryland, where people often commute. To Washington, D because Washington, D.C. is very small, and it's surrounded Most by- people live in a state outside of it. Yeah, my friend Nicole technically lives in Washington, D.C., but she lives in Virginia. But you can, like, see the White House from her fucking backyard. And they, they sometimes refer to this as the Great Furlough Storm, if you can believe that, because it happened during the government furlough. And then, as if all of that isn't bad enough- God said, ah, it's a little too harsh. Let me get rid of this yeah. now. Hold my wine. I mean my water. Give it a minute. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so let me take this six and turn it into a nine. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens. The snow, huge snowstorm hits the same time people have to, on the Monday, people have to go back to work. The following Monday, there are unseasonably warm January temperatures, which melt the snow very fast, very quickly. And grounds that- are frozen. Grounds are saturated. Water's got no place to go. Right. Which that caused the worst winter flooding in decades. So it's not enough that the government didn't pay these people for 21 days, three solid weeks. Now they get to go back to work on two consecutive Mondays in the most inclement weather imaginable. And it did result in some people, like, I, I struggled with this. At that point, you know the government's reopened, so you know you're going back to work. When that snowstorm happens, are you like, all right. Snow day. Few more vacation we days. We probably just have so much anxiety about all the work waiting for you that you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. That that would, yeah, imagine having to go back and all, ugh. Because you didn't get paid for the time you're off, but then you have to go back and still do all the backlogged work, and you're not getting paid extra for it. Right. Yeah, I hate snow so much. So if I had been one of these workers and for it to end like that with me having to deal with all that fucking snow, I would have been an unhappy camper, Chet. But anyway, that's the 95-96 government shutdown. Finally reopened. They, they managed to agree. Maybe that'll happen here, and Republicans too. and Democrats promise they never fight again. And the government has been open every day ever since. There was also, no, there was one no. in 2013. People forget the government what? shut down on the one-year anniversary of Trump's inauguration also. January 20th, 2018, the government. Well, that was just to honor him. Shut down. Yeah, pretty much. We're just going to shut it down every year around this time. Yeah, it's not like as a, a Trump has a history of uh, bankrupting various businesses or no. anything that he's the head of. He's a business leader. So that's our episode. Good times. Good luck, America. Good luck, You're America. You're going to fucking need it. 
as bad as all that was, it's already worse. We assume the government still shut down. We could be wrong. Yeah, this is going up in a, a week. Week and a half. So who knows? Life comes at you fast. What do you got to plug, Adam? January 26th, Hollywood Hotel, Unpop stand-up show, 9 p.m. It's a Saturday. It's free. The last one was so much fun. This one will be, too. Keith Carey headlining. Possible special drop-in from Annie Letterman. I'll be there. Quincy will be there. Travis. Fucking Andy. Fucking Cindy. Fucking Jessica. Lots of people. You can also listen to me and Caitlin Cut on Bleak and Review. It's been out for a week and a half, two weeks now. We're going to be the most listened to episode of that pod this year, so go give it a listen. I don't doubt it. This you don't even have to listen to it. Just click play. Yeah. Put it on mute. I don't care. Yeah, I that's just probably. the numbers. Yeah, that's good. probably fine. And, uh, you know, I think that's it. What do you got to plug, Chet? I just plugged it. Oh, okay, good. So say goodbye then. Hey, Adam. Goodbye, everybody. We love what? you. No, what? I had things.